Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we're going to be... We give each and every sequel a fair trial. Uh, bleep, bleep, bleep. Uh, my name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Halley and Tyler Hymanson, but you can call me Skids. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, Skids, I'm glad you're here with us for another I episode. I am not. <laughs> uh, well, we are here uh, this week talking about the latest uh in the bring it on the next one in the bring it on series bring it on in it to win it um but before we get started i uh, just wanted to make sure we highlight again um all of the protests and everything going on in the world um and you know make sure that our listeners are out there doing their part um to help the black lives matter movement um and everything any anything that's going on right now um we'll be we'll be posting in our show notes, um, ways you can help, uh, other organizations you can donate to and support, um, any way that you can help would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Get out there and protest. You know, nothing is finished yet and, uh, got to keep going. It's going to be, yeah, we're in for the long haul. So, uh, it's never too late to join. It's never too late to help. And there's always more stuff to be done. Mm-hmm. So follow those links or reach out to us on social media. If you have any questions, we're happy to talk about anything. Not that we're experts, but more dialogue is good. Definitely not experts, but yeah. And also happy pride month. That's right. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So if you do want to email us, our email address is sequel at gmail.com. And our social media handle is sequel on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube channel. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, means a lot to us. Helps the agri- algorithm gets more people involved. Well, this week we've moved uh, one year uh, closer to the present. We're now in 2007, and we are going to be talking about Bring It On, In It to Win It. We're here at the Cheer Camp Championships, where one of these teams will win the title and the right to represent the United States in the World Cheer Exhibition Tour. It's only a job if your feet come off the ground. On his back with an all-new movie. The Sharks know they're the best cheerleading team in the country. The Jets know they're the best cheerleading team in the country. I love the smell of hairspray in the morning. But only one can win the All-Star Championships. Hail to the year. Let's bust some East Coast cheer attitude. All right. Uh, well, before we get into this, uh, review uh, episode of bring it on in it to win it uh we need to take a quick break here and talk about our first sponsor boost mobile boost mobile and we're not singular <laughs> anymore we're boost <laughs> uh we're also this week sponsored by ocean potion what's in your mm. bottle <laughs> uh what was it called there was one that was it was just like spirit cheer it was spiritaccessories.com spiritaccessories.com i went to the website yes american cheerleader magazine yep and and then most... randomly okay. on, like, on, a, on a reverse shot audi that's oh, right yeah. that's right <laughs> oh uh jansport mm. oh yeah uh, langer's juice boxes but most importantly more than anything is universal, universal studios, studios orlando <laughs> Hey, uh, we're really low on the budget for the next uh, movie. Uh, you guys got any ideas where we could film for free, basically? <laughs> How about Universal Studios? Orlando. Mm-hmm. It yep. took me a while. Adventure. 
Yeah, I've never been to that one, but it took me a while to be like, uh, is this the Hollywood one? No, it's Universal Orlando yeah. for sure. Enti- almost the entire movie takes place in the resort, and about 80% of it takes place in the parks themselves. Yep. Well, maybe more like 60% because you've also got their City Walk and uh, the Hard Rock Hotel. I've stayed at the hotel next door to the Hard Rock Hotel, which is called like Universal. Uh, it's like a based on like a European kind of boat area, um, but yeah, <laughs> European <laughs> boat area. It's Universal Venice. <laughs> it's a ripoff of the one at Tokyo Disneyland. It's a really oh. or Tokyo Disney Sea. It's a cheap ripoff of that. Oh my god! I'm just like, but welcome to Universal Florida's boat area. Seriously, we- <laughs> and you you actually have to take those little ferry boats to get to like the park and stuff. Like you would, there's no way to like walk there. You have to like take these boats. I, li- I like how uh, the whole thing was at Universal, but like there seemed to be some weird. Uh, I I've, I guess I've never been on the ride, but like th- at one point they're they're by the Jaws ride, and I don't know if the guy goes like, "Oh God, it's the shark from Jaws," or what in the in the ride. But the guy in the ride just goes, "Oh God, it's a shark," <laughs> and nothing seems to happen. But I it, I thought that was a weird moment. Um, anyways, that, that ride yeah. wasn't open when I was there, uh, nor was the Dueling Dragons coaster. It was already shut down by the time that I got over there, and Double now dragons. it's been torn down and replaced with the Hagrid roller coaster. Oh, okay. Uh, I was wondering if that was a real coaster there. I've never been. So yeah. it inspires the uh, Deus Ex Machina move that saves the day. It's a roller coaster <laughs> where there's two roller coasters. Well. I have to say, it took me about, you know, I don't know, maybe halfway through the movie to realize what everybody's names were in this movie. But did anyone, uh, I think someone had Carson on their California City bingo page (laughs) a couple episodes ago. As soon as I. Congratulations. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) This movie is kind of hilarious in terms of how many of the things that they brought back from like the original the the first movie in a way that is joyless and <laughs> uh arbitrary yeah I, arbitrary is the word i would use yeah. anytime they tried to bring something back or any time they tried to subvert your expectations it just seems so arbitrary like we're doing this to be different than that other one and instead we picked Well, this movie, again, as all Bring It On movies must, starts with a dream sequence. Oh, God. I'm like, when are they going to stop doing this? This is the lamest one because it's not even like about being embarrassed or like your shirt falling off or whatever. It's like a literal like serial killer dream. Well, yeah. and Which then like then one of the characters, there's like a Jason dude with a... a, a (laughs) That's their mascot. And which is incorrect <laughs> but later on the rival coach is named Voorhees <laughs> yeah. yeah it's really weird um yeah maybe because it was a summer camp I have no idea why they chose that but um what type of summer camp lets you run wild around Universal Studios <laughs> they want the best summer camp I guess <laughs> um I mean they were I mean I know they got in trouble once but they were in there like at night during the day for practice yeah. like a lot of these cheerleading competitions do take place I'm sure at Universal, but also at 
Walt Disney World, but they're right. not in the park, park when they're having these festivities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not breaking in to start a bonfire in the middle of the back lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. Which happens in this movie. I did like that, uh, you know, we started with this dream sequence, and apparently the fact that this uh, our main character, Carson, has nightmares is, like, woven into her her character personality. Like, she's yeah, known she's for having... that she does. She wakes up and goes, like, I swear it wasn't a nightmare, guys. I was just screaming because I was excited. But she has another nightmare later in the movie, which was terrible. <laughs> so immediately we we find out that the teens are the sharks and the jets. <laughs> wow, where have I heard and that? When you're before? a jet, you're a jet all the way. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what and, a- like they seem to make a big deal about it, like in the first five minutes, and then never again mention that like the right. sharks are like west coast we're bringing in dance moves and not traditional cheerleaders and then the jets are like we're on the east coast but like the main girl of the east coast jets i've never seen anybody look more like fake bleach blonde florida. Like california florida i know like, i was like look I mean, at all these future technically part of the east coast <clears throat> but it's not what you think of when you like think east coast like all you know. of the all of the children in this movie and they are not 20 year olds pretending to be children like a lot of these people are actually young they looked so tan and so bleached (laughs) out like it was disturbing to me yeah i was like oh god like don't don't sit in the tanning bed like it's bad for you don't you know it's bad well yeah and the main girl um i can't even remember her name now cassie scarbo is the actress the the Brooke? main antagonist girl. Brooke? Is it Brooke? Yeah. Okay, Brooke. She she is so blonde and bleached that she looks more like Ashley Tisdale than Ashley Tisdale's own sister who's in this movie. <laughs> I know. I, I did as the like dumb ditzy girl. I did at the end look up like which one was Jennifer Tisdale and I thought it was, for sure it was the Brooke character but it was not. Right? It was the yeah, she played like the dumb, yeah, the dumb one. There's always a dumb one. Apparently now, now that Steve Rash is in charge, uh, there was but who reads the one. art of war? <laughs> yeah, they there were was, very. Felicia Day was the goth one, kind of. Previously. Oh, that was a little bit goth, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they seem to really actually read and comprehend the art of war, though. It wasn't just like they were carrying it around as a prop. Like mm-hmm. she, she was able to bring up like specific principles on a on a dime. Yeah, and I mean, and she, she, uh, you know, as we learned throughout the movie, she is more in, uh, evolved than the uh, some of our previous, like even just in the last movie, the 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 mean girl in the last movie was god awful. In this yeah. movie, Brooke yeah. is like, you know, she's she's like, you know, mean, but always kind of like standing up for her squad, and then you know, in the end, like trying to help Carson get together with well, Penn. Well, spoiler alert, guys, like these squads end up coming together: the Sharks and the Jets. I said called them the Sharts, but that's basically what their name is. <laughs> they ju- they, they the consider that. <laughs> they consider- a lot of poop jokes in this one. <laughs> they consider the Sharts. It's the Sharks and the Jets, and they they land on becoming, fusing their talents, their desires, their young excitement for cheerleading into the moniker the Shets. Uh, uh, Should have been the jerks. <laughs> yeah. This was so dumb to me. I was like, and I can't. And they make t-shirts. Yes. 
I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe that there was a scene. Yeah. That, you know, instead of that, someone just being like, we're going to be the shits. That would have been slightly better, but there's a scene where they're like discussing different ideas. And the good idea they land on is shits of all things. So then the rest of the movie, they're like, shits, 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 shits. And it sounds like they're saying shits basically, which maybe that's yeah, what well, the and joke they had was. time to get the, logo made and the shirts printed but then they didn't have time to make new costumes so they have to like quilt like frankenstein together together the costumes (laughs) frankenstein them and like you're confusing uh time with budget of this movie it's so weird (laughs) the way they frankenstein it though for so many of the girls it makes it look like they have like a random loincloth or like a floppy (laughs) dick in the front of their thing because they have like one stripe of the other color and it's not like sewn down onto the skirt it's just like flopping everywhere and like it doesn't make any sense. It was really weird looking. It looked like, like yes. I love the idea half. super crafty of, the, of a costume designer being like, "We need the floppy dick fabric in front of these." <laughs> I guess I demand it. Oh God. Um, well, you know. So yeah, we we talked about the um, we we get the continuation of the uh, dream sequence opening. One thing yeah. we don't get this movie: uh, no tryout sequence. We just we got two squads and they're at summer camp and that's it. Yeah, this this movie takes on more of the club cheer world, which is actually where a lot of these competitions and big trips and camps uh, take place because so many of the schools obviously don't have money to do this kind of stuff, and so people go and join their club cheer just like they go do you know club soccer or whatever other fancy sports. Um, yeah, so it's it's just as competitive, if not more, than the uh, school related cheer squads for sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we get introduced to the two squads. They're at uh, they're at uh, Camp Spirit Thunder, and then there's a rival camp. Um, by the uh, camp director's like ex husband, ex husband, <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, the other camp that's like, and then they have like a big competition at the end. That's the that's the whole setup for this. Right, it's, it's a, a camp rock situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cheer TV is still going strong. Oh my god, yeah, Cheer TV. Um, which I thought was really funny. Um, what else? Oh, one of my favorite moments happens really early on in the movie. I love that this movie took the time to film our main protagonist getting run over by a stroller oh, in the God. middle of a theme park. <laughs> That's where she gets her nickname, Skids. <laughs> we get this. We get this uh, lovely meet cute between uh, you know Penn, who is like her uh, potential love interest in the movie. I have to interject here. Yes, go I for feel it. like this is the first love interest of any movie that we've watched, and we've watched Step Ups, Cinderellas. <laughs> what else do we have here? I feel like there's another franchise I'm missing. <laughs> Mama Mia's. Mama Mia's. <laughs> Bridget Joneses. Bridget, Bridget Joneses. Bridget Jones. I. Um, <laughs> this is the first love interest that we have seen that has a rat tail. <laughs> oh. Because there's a shot early on in this movie where this gentleman, Penn, uh, because he's he's not named after a city on the East Coast. He's just the abbreviation of Pennsylvania or college, <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe. <laughs> totally. Even though he's Latino and speaks fluent right. Spanish. Right. 
And yeah, and his family was uh, 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 like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Don't Unless be a pendejo. And somebody calls him pendejo at one point, right? Yeah. She, she says, yeah. don't be a pendejo, I think is a joke. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. There's a lot of wordplay that's sacrificed <laughs> so for taste in this movie. So um, but, you know, he turns and he just ha- he has a fucking rat tail. Like all these people look like that they just got them out of the theme park in Florida. And they're <laughs> like, you're in this movie now. This scene uh, with this, you know, yeah, so they meet and then like, um, I think he calls her out or something and she turns and gets hit. She like runs into a bunch of people with strollers that are running through the park for some reason. Like that would be allowed. <laughs> I mean, it's not allowed, but it definitely <laughs> happens. And uh, for whatever reason, she falls to the ground and like, even though they're, you know, people, you know, they're not in a car or something crazy. Like there are people that could just stop running. They continue to run fully over her with a stroller and their feet and everything. <laughs> I was like, how did that even happen? At Disneyland, uh, it would be one of those uh, big camping wagons that people put their kids in that got banned from the park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the, but the, somehow people still bring them in every day. The Radio Flyer 3.0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just That's thought that was so funny. Radio Flyer. <laughs> Radio Flyer, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the first moment that I truly laughed in this film because I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> Uh, we also find out in sort of the beginning introduction to the camp is uh, we have the spirit stick back for the first time, uh, I think, since the very beginning. Yeah, yep. I think you're right. Big comeback for the spirit stick. Although the mythology behind this spirit stick is not that if you drop it, there's a problem. But if you lose it, you get cursed. Right. Instead of dropping it and disrespecting it. Yeah, you can drop it or whatever, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> this one, as long as you have it on your person, uh, you're good to go. Which leads to a another nightmare of them being homeless on the Universal backlot. <laughs> yeah, like homeless Standing around people. a hobo trash fire because they can't get the spirit stick back and they've, they're it's lives. It's really bad. I mean, this movie yeah. already did a lot of offensive things. And then I was like, now you're like making fun of homeless people? Yes. Like, why? Yeah. It was just so like not and they weren't just like making fun of being homeless they also had like zombie monster makeup too <laughs> i know and it was were like weird. yeah it was and then the teacher is like maybe a zombie and attacks them she jumps out she know. she comes flying out of a dumpster and then i mean she's <laughs> she's saying this incantation like she's a witch she says here i wrote it down she says run flip jump high diss the spirits and die 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 just like yep. basically exactly like that <laughs> i'm just like what is going on here yeah it was pretty offensive <laughs> i don't know yeah. Like this movie, uh, yeah, they, they 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 try to okay. So sharks and jets, obviously West Side Story. They're trying to set up this Romeo and Juliet situation, but then they just kind of drop it halfway yeah. through the movie, but not before saying things like, "I can't be in an interracial relationship." Ugh. Yeah. Yikes. There's a lot of stuff. Well, they're, they're, okay. Yeah, there's it's like your just... cheer team is not your race. Like you yeah. can say I can't be in a relationship with, but to compare it to being in an interracial relationship is just like no, don't. No. I I said it as an offhanded thing, but really it is the the Achilles heel of this movie. Not that it needed help in failing, but 
it, it, it this movie sacrifices good taste for wordplay at every chance that it can get. Like it goes for a cheap joke uh, where it doesn't need to. And it's forcing like, I, and I think that it, it, part of that is the extension of kind of the, the writing and the comedy of the first movie. Like, I think that like it's, it takes, it's, the thing about the first movie is that it's people taking cheer so seriously. Right. And, and then, so it's, it's the, it's the spirit fingers thing and things like that. And I think that they think that they're moving forward in that same tradition, but what they're <laughs> doing is making bad puns at the expense of how do I, I, I like, yeah, it's, you it's said not, it. good taste. It's, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not political correctness. Like it's, it's something worse than that. Yeah. And we love a good pun. Uh, the name of our podcast is Sequel Rights. Yep. Yeah. But like when I was brainstorming, I remember one of the ones I came up with was separate but sequel. And you guys yep. were like, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I was just throwing you know stuff <laughs> right. at the wall. Totally. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's really, yeah, this movie is bad. Um, it does go hard with the, uh, the cheer whatever is in this movie. <laughs> They're like Cheertopia, Cheer Poker, uh, whatever. Total Cheer Clips of the Heart, or whatever she says at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cheer Poker. So, and, so stupid. Yeah. I just, so I guess while we're on the subject of what's wrong here, um, I mean, it's so hard to talk about considering the current climate, but the entire thing with this. Uh, character Aisha who is black um, is just like so so you know these movies seem to alternate from being like all about race to then pretty much completely ignoring race but then this one is kind of like we're ignoring it but then we just have this super offensive (laughs) like I mean okay so she starts out like the one of her first lines is that she threatens someone and says, "I'm gonna slice you like government cheese," which I was right, yeah, immediately like, "Oh my god, is that what we're doing with this character?" Like, ugh, like I was horrified by it. But then plot twist, like she reveals later that she was kind of faking this attitude and like street. Ugh. You know, I don't even remember what horrible word she uses. She's, that she says she's she's an Oreo. Is she's an Oreo, say. which is, you know, regardless Terrible. of the fact that she's putting that moniker upon herself, it is very bad and um, offensive. <laughs> I will say that it is something that I heard in high school. Sure. Like, it's a phrase that I, that it was not, that was not new to me. Um, and I or think. Or Twinkie that, for Asians. Right. And I think that part of the downfall of these movies is I think that the, the first movie there was a satire and that there, the reason it became successful is because it felt like kids felt like it was honest. It felt like that they were speaking the way that, that they, that kids talked, you know? Um, And I think that that is so dangerous and so treacherous. And especially when you're getting into a fourth movie and you're in 2007, like there is no call for it. And especially for a movie that is so surface level, it's like, it's played <laughs> yeah. for cheap points, basically of her being like, yep. Like I, I, I'm, I'm 
mostly white and like i tried to act black uh to get respect and then the movie's response to that is well you know what's less exhausting than just doing that is just being a bitch yeah that's like a quote that's a direct quote and i like i guess i get what someone of the writers or someone was trying to do something where okay like these kids are putting on this facade you know in order to fit in and they're all actually someone else on the inside but the things that they are hiding are treated all as of equal uh like shock and surprise when they're not equal like you know these are all like wildly different uh levels of deceit uh that That was just such a weird scene that it like you know it starts with that you know reveal about aisha and then like continues on like oh well you thought i was gay but i'm not and you thought i was this which is oh my god no that's a whole other thing it's basically him revealing that he has been sexually harassing and like sexually assaulting all of them yep this entire time and he's like like, you jerk yeah no that shit was insane like so yeah they're all like it begins them all of the we're totally out of sync here but like like after they've come together there's like this point where for them to come together as a team they all have to you know make these confessions and we'll get back to like why this is a thing because our main because carson fucks this up so badly (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, this guy's confession, who's like, who's who's been the the token gay character that we've had in all of these movies up to this point. His fun beat is him saying, "Guess what? I'm not gay, but when you girls started changing in front of me, I couldn't help. I couldn't stop." Which okay, yeah. I'm sure that this has happened to boys yes, in high school for who, sure. You guys all assumed I was gay, and so I just went with it, and I just tried to be the funny, you know, fun gay guy. But I think most of them would not say, "Oh, but then I continued the ruse because <laughs> I was looking at you undressed." No, yes. he, they would say, "I kept doing it because I was scared to tell you the truth because I wanted to be popular," you know, whatever it is. Right. But like he immediately tells everyone that he's been like looking at them you know and and it's just so disturbing and not you know it doesn't ring true at all like it could it's like it's all played for comedy when it all could be something that is like actually you know poignant about what high school students experience um you know and, and it just it's yeah, I don't, it's so disappointing. I mean, I think it's, and it's weird. I don't know if it's a relief because I was so offended how they were acting before they had the reveal. Like the fact that his most prized possession was a CD that was called Sassy Broadway <laughs> Show Tunes. Oh my god! Uh, not even just Terrible. Broadway Show Tunes. Sassy, Sassy Broadway, Broadway Show yeah. Tunes. Um, and then the girl, you know, the black girl making all these like jokes about government cheese and like trying to do the the dancing with the choreographer that was just like, what are you doing? The like, black just... choreographer named Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's good that that stuff was not what they really meant. But then the way that they expose it is so like bad. The reason that all of them were doing it is doesn't ring true. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's all surface level. Like we said, it's just like, it's here's the thing. And now we're paying it off. And like, we use, like, if I was a kid watching this, I'd be like, fuck you. Like, like you're, you're, it's, this is rings so much of like the Steve Buscemi, like meme of hello, fellow kids, like with the, <laughs> with the skateboard over his back. Like that's what someone this, who doesn't this understand movie yeah. is 90 minutes of that. <laughs> yeah. And then Carson's secret is just, Oh, I'm scared. It's like, okay like you're scared what like that you're fake that you're not gonna get into college like what no i'm just i'm scared and then penn's whole secret about you know that he took a scholarship um even though his family's rich like that could be an interesting story like that is very bad what he did i'm sure there are people that have done it before you know and like that could have been interesting but she uses it you know as a weapon against him and then later we get a scene where he's on the phone with his parents but then it's never resolved you never find out like if they accept him or if you know like he's disowned or like what is the deal you know well they're just gonna ride double dragon forever he just hands them like a a giant wad of cash and is like oh i'm sorry <laughs> Those butterfingers were heavy. Um I yeah, it's it's so stupid. <sighs> I do uh I don't know. What, what else you got? I was going to talk about some other stupid shit in this movie but so it's funny because obviously I'm a huge fan of musicals. I love musicals, but in the Cinderella story movies and now this series we have many times said that these movies devolve into musicals, which is sad <laughs> because normally if something's turning into a musical, I would find that to be an evolution that's good. But the way that these movie series do it is that they start turning more and more into musicals when they have run out of ideas and they think they can substitute a musical-esque number for plot or character. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I I did enjoy the escalating uh, cheer events in this movie. They start off with a cheer off, and then later, uh, out of nowhere, there's a cheer rumble, and then uh, even rumble. even after that, the the <laughs> yeah, the director comes in and is like, "What is this? A cheer death match?" <laughs> um, the cheer rumble thing was really funny. Um. I, uh, this was, this was right after they're like, you know, like we were talking about, they're out on the street, uh, in the universal back lot, just in the middle of the night, burning stuff on the ground. Like nobody noticed they were there or whatever. Yeah, you guys, if we all had to burn one of our most prized possessions in order for the podcast to be more successful, what would you throw into the fire? Oh man. Oh boy. It would, uh, it's already kind of melted. I'm going to hold it up. Right, It's actually sitting right at my desk. It's the first star Wars, uh, ship that I ever got. It's the escape pod. And it was sitting too close to my heater and it melted. <laughs> oh, you, so you already burned it. So I still have it. I got another one that's like intact, but I keep the, I keep the melted one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would burn. I'd have to think about it. Probably how did it burn? How did it burn? How did it, how did I it guess burn? In, in honor of the sassy Broadway show tune CD, I would burn like one of my hunchback CDs or something. No. Guys. Yeah, I pro- <laughs> my, mine would probably be some lost related thing. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, the lost records. No, I know. No. I, I want to keep those. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I thought was really funny about this movie is that it showcases like the. Uh, it really brings to the forefront like the mob mentality of the. Uh, 
of the cheer squad. They're just like out of nowhere, um, like we're gonna have a cheer rumble, and the and the and the entire group is like cheer rumble, <laughs> like, like, they, like they've all heard of it before, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then they all know the choreography to yeah. go into pairs with the other team. Like you go the other side. Cheer rumble. <laughs> By the way, the cheer rumble lighting is horrible. You can't see all oh, the lighting. Yeah. This movie is well, terrible. I was convinced that it was because they were gonna like not show any of the actors and yeah. because they couldn't actually do the dances there. That's why I was but like, it oh, it's, that's like why it's them, so dark. So I don't know. <laughs> It was so bad. Like, there's no excuse for that. Like, I know they wanted it to be at night, which is fine, but put a freaking light up. Like, you know, the it, you're already on a set. Yeah, like, the, literally. That yeah. street in Universal <laughs> is a set. Like, yeah. it's just crazy. And then the cheer, cheer off the one that's in the uh, the wave pool. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's like somebody involved in this production knows their stuff because there is an explicit reference to chorus line in the cheer off. Like they specifically say, like dance ten looks three. Like that is exactly out of chorus line, and like, uh, but it's like not even the team that had the guy that was into Broadway, and it just it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else I did? I did actually, um, I, I didn't, it did it wasn't quite as uh, exciting as one of the other, uh, super cuts that I did, but I did put together a super cut of Aisha's character because for a while I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, all she does is go like this. Hell to the year. Oh, hell no. Hell to the year. What the hell? So if you want an idea of what she sounds like in the movie, there you go. Yeah. That was all before her reveal or both? That was all before. Yeah. Okay. So, she didn't know. do it as many times as I had thought she was going to, but it was also still it's kind bad. of like I mean this actress is perfectly beautiful and young looking, but compared to all of the other people, she looks a lot older. Like yeah, the actress that played Aisha, which is like the opposite of Gabrielle Union from the first one, who was older than everybody but looked young. She also <laughs> like I mean there not not just her. I think a lot of the people in the movie were just like bad actors, and it sounded yeah. like a lot of the times when they were like trying to be serious, or you know, it sounded like oh, this was like the first line time they were reading the lines. You know, like, if you look at the IMDb, so that holds correct. Yeah, it seems that most of them are primarily dancers, which is one way to do it that yeah. sometimes turns good, but then you can't lean on those people as much as this movie tried to. Yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, so, I mean, plot-wise, you know, we get more drama about the relationship. We get more drama about the the cheer squads going up against each other. I loved the um, the whole fact that they ended up <laughs> – it's just so stupid. You know, they lose the they lose the spirit stick somehow. You know, it magically disappears. Um, and we get this really lame montage of, like, the bad things that happen to you and it's the curse. And they're all just like – Pretty mundane things that could have just happened anyways. Um, but I love that the whole reason that they end up being triumphant at the end is that, like, they fuck up one of their cheer, like, the cheer rumble, like, gets interrupted. And, like, half of each squad, like, breaks their legs, falls terribly. Like, they show it happen. Like, they fall from great heights onto the concrete, and it looks awful. 
And, such uh, great heights. Such great heights. <laughs> yeah. And, and then uh, they say <laughs> neither team has enough people to compete now, but somehow when they combine, the team is gigantic. Yeah. And all yeah. the people that had their arms or legs broken are just like nowhere to be found. They, they just get, they they to get, they get sent yeah, home. They get a fence. I thought that was so messed up. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, oh, bye. Uh, yeah, but as soon as you guys get on the bus, we're going to make up a separate plan without you to, to continue on with these other people. <laughs> yeah, even in the first Bring It On, the girl who broke her leg still got to go to the championship and everything. Yeah. Right, you see that. Like, yeah, if you're if you're in the NBA and you're, you can't play, like, you're still on the bench the night of. Yeah, yeah you still paid for the full camp. What, they're just going to send you home? Uh, this camp, the, the particulars <laughs> of this camp make no sense. Like, because our love interest, Penn... He's basically just lied to his parents about what camp he's going to. He was supposed to be a warrior camp. He's supposed to be a warrior camp. And it's just like, how does that work? I don't know. Parents that don't pay attention, basically. (laughs) I guess. Um, Well, and the rules are all looser when none of it's actually related to school. mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd probably still have to get a permission slip. if Yeah, you'd have to. to, Yes. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the big romantic moment between Penn and Carson uh, before they get rudely interrupted by all the other losers in the movie. Um, <laughs> they're at this weird like teen dance party. I, I don't know if you if that's something that you've experienced. Elizabeth. It's but no electronica. I can tell you that. <laughs> I love that. Like, yeah, <laughs> they have these. It's right there in the park. Right. They have these like floating globes that have really like terrible quality video on there, but it's apparently good enough that everyone from across the park can be like, Oh my God, it's Carson and Penn. Let's go. Uh, but I had no it, idea what was happening in that scene when it started. Cause like they're dancing with everyone else. And then all of a sudden, like this dude comes up with a video camera and he's just like filming them. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. It's like a kiss cam situation. Yeah, I couldn't tell what was <laughs> happening at first. Yeah, it's funny the the grassy area in the park where they're having like the different stations of the cheer camp um, earlier. When I went there, um, we went in November, so like for some reason, a bunch of the Halloween horror night stuff was still up. So that whole grassy area was filled with columns that had the little uh, trick or treat guy on top. Ah, nice, Your favorite Sam. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> yeah, that's. But cool. I think when did this take place? Two thousand four. Two thousand seven. 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 Okay. So this is before they put in the Jimmy Fallon ride at that <laughs> theme park. Yeah. I just it's love thing. I just love that scene because like all this dramatic stuff happens and uh, at the very end of the scene, you can see that like what is happening, uh, you know, with the, with the cheer squad is still being filmed up on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So like, even when he's like, my parents wouldn't, you know, let me go to this camera. It's like the guy filmed the entire moment. Pretty funny. Uh, So yeah, the, the squads come together. They're called the Shets. It's dumb. It's real dumb. I honestly, I like that was over my i was like i can't believe i can't deal with the shit i can't believe that i can't i can't deal with this shit um i mean it's definitely an, it's interesting it's like we said with the second movie it's kind of like okay i didn't really see that coming at first you know especially when you call them sharks and jets you don't think they're gonna come together no uh, but they do and so you know that at least is original but then the problem with that is then you have no compelling antagonist for the final What are you talking about? They got the flamingos. Yeah, but we don't know anything about the flamingos, (laughs) you know, like. 
The flamingos, I'm doing the thing. He, the they're doing does. the arm thing that you cannot see. They, uh, they. while there's the other camp at Universal Studios, the flamingos in the other summer camp has a different part of Universal Studios. Yeah, they're in one of the... Apparently, that's apparently nicer. They're in they one of the... Trained. Yeah, I love this this part. They're, they're in one of the stages or whatever, and they sneak in, and uh, they get immediately caught when they sneak in by the director, and he's like... He's like, welcome to Cheertopia. We have state-of-the-art everything. <laughs> and it looks like they just have a bunch of, like, it's like they're glitter getting, streamers. Yeah, but they're all, and... like, getting massages, and, like, people are just doing flips and stuff. Like, I don't know what's going on in there. It's like, yeah, like, before we practice, we send someone from our team to Party City. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what technology is he talking about? State of the art, huh? Yeah. Matri- uh, you know, state of the art like gymnastic chiropractor and a Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. Well, we see a Mel's drive-in in this movie. Yeah, I thought that was That's funny. That's really there. And, the, and the, you know, yeah. it's like, it's just like the Universal here. They have fake Hollywood stuff. I saw there was a restaurant called NBA City, which I imagine is probably closed now. Um, yeah, I think it's now NBC Sports Grill. Ooh, I bet you could get a potato skin there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the coronavirus currently. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ew. Um, well, should we, you, you guys want to get into the final, the final cheer off, cheer championship? Is there stuff to get into? I, I mean, mean I yeah, go for it if say, you got something. They offensively <laughs> start with like, chain link fences well, and they, like I, I know that so like we okay so we go through all the different uh you know cheerleading squads and we finally get to um the shets at the end which is so dumb uh but yeah their, their routine starts off like kind of like in bring it on again where there was like some weird avant-garde opening this one they come out like they're gonna start a show uh, a show of stomp <laughs> They're like, they all have they all have like trash cans. Like they have trash can uh, lids and and brooms and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? A lead pipe? No. <laughs> yeah. Like they kind of they're kind of doing the Chicago like cell block tango thing, but with <laughs> chain link fences. But then they kind of go more into props. And then after like. 20 seconds they just drop all of that and then do a regular cheer routine well it's like uh yeah i was just like what okay no wonder they won because one like apparently no one else knew you could have props or do things other <laughs> things that didn't seem like cheerleading at all and two like <laughs> their routine was seemingly three times longer than everyone else <laughs> based on what we saw well and the cheer tv lady in the beginning she says that like this battle is going to show the debate of where the limits of cheerleading really are. Like where's the line between dance and cheer and like, what does this all mean for choreography? And then that is never, (laughs) she she says like, uh, I wrote this down. She said, welcome to the most exciting cheerleading in the world. And I was like, okay. And like, this is an actual (laughs) interesting topic, you know, that many people there, I mean, there's even a whole other thing, song and cheer, you know, because song does more dancing and cheer does more cheers and stunts. And, you know, it's like, this is a discussion that people out there are having that could actually be interesting. Yeah. But forget it. (laughs) And uh, whatever. Yeah. I I thought it was really funny that, um, you know, I thought it was an interesting idea that we hadn't quite seen yet that like, that like, oh, um. You know, this this squad has been developing like a brand new super move that no one's ever seen before. Um, 
And earlier in the movie, there's this whole thing about the double dragon roller coaster. And like one of the times they're looking at it, they're like, oh, wow. uh, What if we did that, but with people? (laughs) And so they're planning this whole thing. And then during the, um, (laughs) we see them practicing it, which is really funny. And then during the uh, final performance, they pull it off without a hitch, but it, to my eyes, it looked so lame and not interesting it at all. It looks not good. No, it looks I, bad. I thought it looked like totally lame. <laughs> no, I think it looks pretty good. Well, I mean, I guess you just have to think about it because they're not being thrown as high as most of the stunts. Yeah. But most of the stunts, you don't have people in the same, like, angle so if however you throw them the people catching them can adjust forward and back to catch them yeah but when you have them being thrown that close um parallel to each other if you're off they're gonna hit each other or you're gonna hit the other people that are trying to catch them like i mean it is hard i totally get that out of this look, more than I, I i totally get that and i i get the difficulty of it yeah i was gonna say i don't know if it was like the way it was shot or what like maybe they should have just had a like further away angle but like i don't know something about that whole moment uh and and also immediately the judge like i tried to get this audio but it's so muddled like when you watch it on my computer instead of the better sound i have on my tv you couldn't barely hear what he said but like immediately after that happens one of the judges goes that was awesome <laughs> oh my god it's so, that was He's so like that was, awesome. <laughs> that was awesome and uh, like I, no that was, I was them like, that was knowing it did not awesome. look good and they had to show somebody saying that it was good yeah i was like that was not uh, awesome it's just one of those things too because like you know if you watch figure skating you don't know if it's a triple sow cow or a triple loop or whatever you know like you you depend on the announcers to tell you yeah sure it's just like the build-up to me was not like uh and maybe it had to do with the fact that we'd already see, seen them do it multiple times in rehearsal that that mm. when that moment hit i was just like eh <laughs> yeah maybe they should have failed every time and then yeah and then we could finally up. see yeah. it in its full glory at the end yeah yeah but uh either way obviously the um the shets win it all in the end They're the pro- shets win the shets win yeah. Th- this was another moment where i was like uh i i i was laughing really hard because <laughs> they're like Okay, at the end, they're like, oh, my God, we won. Like, uh, there's no curse at all. We broke the curse. And then in the background, there's like the the squad is going like this. No more curse. No more curse. No more curse. No more curse. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Again, the mob, the mob coming through. No more curse. And uh, it turns out that the prize for this squad was also being in a music video. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got to travel the world. They got right? to travel the world yeah, with yeah. Ashley Tisdale to sing <laughs> Kyle's mom is a big fat bitch. Right? <laughs> I was like, Elis, how shocked were you when a- Ashley Tisdale's giant head came up on screen <laughs> at the end? I mean, I knew she was in the movie because I saw, like I saw one of the IMDb things mentioned that she was in the movie as herself. And so I thought it was going to be something like the Rihanna thing. Uh, but it oh, is yeah. not. <laughs> She's just kind of there. She just not appears really like part of the Whoa. narrative. Yeah, it's very. Oh, weird. honestly, I thought that she was one of the girls. <laughs> She's not in the movie, other than to be singing the song at the end. The the, okay. the ending was really funny. Like I I was laughing so hard about the no more curse thing, and I was like, <laughs> I was taking notes, and I I I saw I saw our main characters kiss, and I looked down for a second, and then I looked back up, and they're like suddenly in london and i was like did I, I was like wait i had to rewind this did i miss something 
They're kissing in front of a very ample green screen. <laughs> yeah, it was. It looks so bad. It like, looks so bad. Someone's yeah. like, "Yeah, throw up my photo I took uh, a couple of years ago as the green screen photo." <laughs> Uh, uh, and I think you know what I'm going to say about this final montage. The he said, she said montage. What about it? What well, first of all, it's disappointing that there's no like actual bloopers and that it's not like a well-known old song that everybody knows. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we see them in some traditional garb from white countries, which is fine, you know. Uh, uh, well, except for the Egyptian one. <laughs> yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden in Japan, the goth girl is yeah. dressed as a full geisha with the white makeup and she makes the like pout, the like puckered lips face and like does a little like geisha dance and it's so... It's so like, bad. Why? Why do I you mean, like, it's this? one thing if you're gonna wear the that like if she just wore a Japanese kimono and was like, "Hey, we're in Japan." Like, that's fine. People like can all try the other on ones. Cultural <laughs> yeah. costumes from other countries, but if you're gonna then paint your face white and and <laughs> you know evoke that geisha thing and then make that face and dance like that, it's, it's not okay. It's real bad. Just when you thought, like, okay, this movie's already been horribly offensive to, like, gay people, black people, people with brains. Yeah, every, <laughs> oh, wait, we forgot everyone. Asians. Hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah. well, they, they that just, was, like, they the last movie, because too. There is a luau at the uh, Universal, uh, although I think that's just the traditional luau at Universal Studios, which is problematic in its own way. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, 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 terrible stuff. Uh, But... It did make you want to go to Universal Studios. No, wait, no, it did it? (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious that they filmed the whole thing there. Seriously, like out of idea. It was kind of incredible. Like it must have been closed for like like it must have been shut down that day. One of the best parts of when they're walking by that double dragon, it says the wait time zero minutes because the rides obviously closed. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's back then, especially and even now, like most theme parks, like are just closed on some days. It's really only like Disney that is open 365 days every year. Like yeah. it, like universal. First of all, there's two theme parks so they can just close one and be like, everybody go to the other one. And yeah. you know, uh, but yeah, there, it's very easy there to close off like big parts of it, which in Hollywood, they obviously do for the filming, but in Orlando, it's all fake filming or, you know, just like game shows or, you know, small things. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is a fun-ish park. Um, <laughs> the Islands of Adventure, where the dragon thing is, um, most of its rides are focused on just dumping large amounts of water on you. Um, like the new like, Jurassic Park ride. So much so that it's not <laughs> at all. Well, Jurassic Park is fun. Like, this is just miserable. Like, the Popeye ride, and then there's a ride based on... um this Canadian cartoon character who's like a Mountie. Um, oh, uh, Dudley uh, Do-Right. Oh, yes. yeah, that is the worst ride I've ever been on. Like, I <laughs> hated it. I literally hated that ride. Okay. Um, but they still have the E.T. ride there. And they still have the Five Old Playground, which Can you if you go back your... into the, the archives of our Facebook uh, page, I do a live <clears> video <throat> tour of the Five Old Playground because we had just started the podcast when I went there. <laughs> <laughs> on the et right there can you still put your name in i don't think so okay I think it's his friend 
That's that, I mean that's probably wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. forgot. Like I only remembered the bike thing and then the ending. I didn't remember that there's like this whole like insane alien ET planet scene in the middle. Oh like, yeah. I didn't I've remember never, any of that. I, I still the, the only thing I can really clearly remember about that ride is i went with my friend who was a neighborhood kid it was just somebody who grew up in my neighborhood uh and he like i, I ended up on the ride with him it was like some school trip and he put his name in as his dick bag it was like <laughs> and yeah. he was like i'll always remember you dick bag really they didn't yeah. censor it no they didn't censor i'll it always remember you dick <laughs> <bag>. <laughs> Wow. I know. I was like, "How long did it take someone to put penis or something stupid like yeah. that?" Yeah, <laughs> I always remember. I don't think you. Maybe you could put names, but I'm pretty sure that he just said something like generic when I went on it. Oh god, this was like three or two or three years ago. But anyway, um, it's an okay park. I mean, especially now that they have all the Harry Potter stuff. I mean, even though I know Harry Potter's canceled or you know whatever, but like it's still a cool yeah. theme park experience. Yeah. And now they have uh, the Jimmy Fallon ride, the uh, Fast Yay. and the Furious ride. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just weird because they don't have the tram tour like our Universal has. So well, all there's not this... an actual backlog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all the scenes that are in the tram tour in Universal Studios Hollywood are like standalone rides at Universal Studios Orlando. So you just randomly get in a random vehicle that then drives through like King Kong Skull Island and Fast and the Furious. And so it's the same thing you do on the tram, but it's just like a whole separate ride that you have to wait in line. I mean, I would like to take the tram ride and not have to do the Fast and the Furious thing. So that sounds good. (laughs) What about the random party girls? Yeah, you you don't want to see... They all look like Bratz dolls. Vin Diesel is totally off. None of them look like human beings. Yeah. I have specific opinions about that. Anyway. I miss the avalanche scene. That always, like, trip yeah. me out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Is, is, is there now a part where it's like, like because it's always like, oh, there's an earthquake. It's now like, oh, there's coronavirus in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should, yeah. Yeah, so there's, like, so little to say about this movie that we instead just decided to have, like, a five-minute conversation about Universal Studios yeah, Orlando. The, the only other, <laughs> the only other thing that I thought was kind of funny um, comes from the um, Wikipedia page. Like, again, the Wikipedia page also had basically nothing to say about this movie. But I, it did turn me on to this thing that I didn't realize that uh, the website um, that I rent all these things from, Voodoo, uh, oh, does. Yes. Um, it says, on Voodoo, the film is provided with parental guidelines to the movie, which basically, like, on <clears throat> I, I don't know if it's every movie, but a bunch of these movies, they, they put, like, a little one-sentence blurb about, like, for parents to be like, here's what the movie's about. And I thought it was funny to go back and uh, look at what yeah. they said for the previous films up until this one as well. So here, here's what they say. Here's the one for Bring It On. It says, smart, sassy movie, but expect raunchy humor and language. Okay, fine. Okay, fair. I agree with that. Here's what they say for Bring It On Again. Sequel gives teens girls something to cheer about. Hmm. Okay. Disagree. (laughs) I don't know about that. Here's what they say for Bring It On All or Nothing from last week. They say older teens may find something to cheer about. (laughs) Okay. Disagree. That's basically the same thing as last one. And here's what they say for uh, this week's movie, Bring It On In It to Win It. Cheerleading retread has too many stereotypes. 
Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. I mean, I feel like it was too kind to the last one. No, I, I overly like, mean. I, yeah. I feel like the, the repetition that we got from two to three could have been grafted upon three to four. Yeah. You want to hear? Okay. You want to hear? Let me read this other. This is terrible. Okay. Let me, let me read the rest of it. It says what parents need to know further down on the page. Parents need to know that although this fourth installment in the bring it on franchise doesn't offer much in the way of actual sexual behavior, it has some heavy handed sexual innuendo and some characters who are overtly sexual. There's also some cheer related violence, including falls and broken bones. More problematically, most of the characters are stereotypes. The, in quotes here, ghetto African-American girl, the dumb blonde, the effeminate male cheerleader, etc. Though these labels are disproven later in the film, viewers would be better served watching something that doesn't resort to stereotypes in the first place. Fair so enough. yeah, just don't just don't I think, watch. Didn't it. the Wikipedia also say something like it's got four reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and they're all bad? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all three reviews were negative. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's oh, not a man. good. It's a bad movie. It's a bad what movie. A mess. It. Yeah. I. I mean. I think in the end, it's less offensive than the last one was. I would agree as as well. Yeah. But yeah. like. No, it's probably also slightly more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I don't want to really say it's better than anything, because it still sucks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, it's not good. I mean... It's it's obviously just something they're trying to push out another movie. They they had a weekend. They got a bunch of people and teenagers, and they shot some shit. At they had Universal a weekend, Studios, Florida. Like <laughs> you can tell, I think Ashley Benson. You can tell that she's very talented and like could go on to do bigger things. Like I don't think that she's like. Does she? That she, yeah, she's, she's a pretty, pretty little liar yeah. and a she's spring a breaker. Little... <laughs> yeah, she she yeah she she was like one of the leads in that show. So. Oh yeah. right, yeah, spring. Okay, yeah. But but yeah, uh, you know all these other people like don't. I mean, well, Cassie Scarbo, she goes on to be the the Sharknado daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have one that takes place completely in Universal Studios, I think. Right? <laughs> I mean, I think this is the first of the Universal uh, home video releases that has just totally taken advantage of that, which I yeah. think is hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait for the Tremors, uh, Tremors in the park. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, that actually sounds great. Oh my God. Yeah. Like people on a roller coaster. Yeah. They, they, need, they, out, yeah, like, they need to go, they need to go super meta and be like, Oh man, well now there's like a Tremors movie ride, uh, but here's the, the real yeah. grab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> whatever dudes tour. That would be, a, tour. that would be amazing. I would love that. I'd be down for that. Do it, Universal 1440. Um, But yeah, I mean, do you want to do the ratings or what? Or no? Uh, I mean, I feel like we have to. Yeah. Well, what's it going to be? It is going to be how many (laughs) shit? How many shits? I had how many shits? No, I had something here. I I don't give a shit. I'm going to give it two big smelly shits. No, I'm kidding. Uh yeah, how many needless dream sequences would you give? <laughs> Bring it on. Which one is this? What's it called? Bring it on in it to win it. In it oh, to yeah. win it. 
for what I had a sports journalism professor that would like talk about the all the sports phrases he hated that announcers would say because they don't make any sense. Like in it to win it doesn't make any sense. Everyone's in it to win it. There's no yeah, such right. thing as someone who's in it to lose it. You know, like, unless you're the New York Knicks. Uburn. 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 I don't I, even remember what I gave the last one though. But we were uh, all like one. I think most of us gave it a one because it was I think so I gave it a two. bad. You might have given it a two. I'll give this one three needless dream sequences. It's kind of pointless. Nothing really happens. There is like the randomness of the dream sequences and them starting a fire and having a seance. And some of the callbacks made it a little bit less cringe. I wouldn't say more enjoyable. It's a little <laughs> bit less cringy than the last one. And so therefore um, was slightly more enjoyable. Yeah, uh, I think I gave last week's a one because it was just so bad. This one, I think I'm going to give a two because it's also really bad. And there's, you know, as we all talked about, there's so much problematic stuff in here. Um, but I like, I, I, I don't want to say I liked, but I appreciated the fact that like, you know, it seemed like everyone on the cheer squads, you know, they 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 weren't just like needlessly being mean to each other. Uh, they, they, you know, in the end they all work together and I, I liked that. Like there wasn't just one character that was just endlessly belittling people for no reason. Um, I feel like, you know, that was something that really, one of uh, one of many things that really turned me off from the last one that was just like, everyone's so mean, uh, people here, you know, like the one guy was, of course it was awful that he was faking being gay, but it's not like anyone was like constantly making fun of him throughout the movie for being gay. Uh, so they all cheerleader. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, exactly what you're going to say. I mean, the rival cheerleader, like it seems like they're actual friends and they respect each other, uh, between she she helps him get with, with pen. Uh, but now without leaving about making a joke, how she's double jointed and bending over in front of him. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just, uh, you know, that's just like the tiniest thing that the, this movie could have done to to make it even slightly more uh, acceptable. But, um, yeah, that's why it gets just one tiny point higher uh, than the trash fire that was the last movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get, yeah, I'll give it a three uh, dream sequences. It's just... Um, I don't know. The last one had like definitely, I think a little bit higher production value and like, even though everything was horribly offensive, something about the writing was like tighter, I would say maybe Mm -hmm. like uh, the way that the plot and the story moved, but just so horribly offensive that none of that mattered. Whereas this one's like half horribly offensive (laughs) and there are some good ideas here, but then the way it's executed is really bad. She's like, here's Um, a collection of scenes that we wrote that are loosely associated with cheerleading. (laughs) Yeah. And like, okay, we're going to do like this trope. We're going to do West side story, but no, now we're going to do something (laughs) else. So now we're yeah. Gonna, yeah and like uh, when they when they started doing west side story i was like is he gonna die <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one dies they just no get dies. injured and sent home <laughs> yeah um that'd be funny if they both died they do even do the whole they do even do the whole snapping thing like they do yeah they did i was like oh, come on stop this stop it oh, make man. it stop but but yeah, I think there were some actual good ideas there, but they just such horrible execution. And then 
yeah, like especially in the case of these stereotypes, because it is a good idea to show the facade that teens have to put on and how this is damaging to, you know, them. But uh, not like this. Yeah, you could have done it a different way. The thing that I kind of like blows my mind is that I think that by far we'd all agree that the worst sequels that happen out of all of the the many sequels and many franchises we've gone through is when some corporate douchebag gets together with a bunch of other middle-aged dudes and decide to pluck out the things that they think made some teen movie successful and then make a sequel out of that. And I think that out of Cinderella, out of Bridget Jones is not quite that, out of the Bring It On, this is the most egregious of that. Let's take what that first movie did and let's let's just, you know, push it out, make something different. And it's it's the most cynical and evil and hateful version of that than I think we've experienced. And I never would have thought that would have come out from the Bring It On movies. <laughs> but it really is the most crass, commercial, capitalistic version of a sequel that you can get to these past couple that we've had in this franchise. It's like, it's the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Well, and it's also ripping off of uh, High School Musical, which, yeah. yeah, I get that the Tisdale sisters are here, but it's like, you know, even though High School Musical is not an exact Romeo and Juliet or West Side Story allegory, you do have two kids that are in two different things and their friends are trying to keep them apart or whatever, you know, and um, that scene in the beginning where they exchange numbers and take the picture on the cell phone, that is exactly out of High School Musical when <laughs> Troy and Gabriella first meet, like... Yeah, and then later in the movie, she's like, why can't I delete you? <laughs> so stupid. I don't know how to delete you. I can't. I can't. I just can't delete you. Um, oh, by the way, the main guy, Penn, I was like, this guy's like a low-rent Taylor Lautner or whatever. And then yeah. I saw on his IMDb that he actually was considered for the role of, uh, what's his name? Jacob. Oh, boy. Jacob. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. And, and lost it. I immediately, when I first saw it, this is so stupid, but I immediately was like, is that the guy from Passions? Like, I don't know if you ever watched that. That uh, soap opera thing. No, I soap only opera. Life to Live. Oh, okay, yeah. This I'm was all like, about ABC. This was like one of those new soap CBS operas. CBS and NBC. Um, but anyways, yeah, it, it's a, it's not a great movie. Not a great movie. No. But uh, man, yeah, I think that's gonna bring us to the end of Bring It On. Oh, what you know? What I was gonna say, I was, I was also gonna say that these movies are slowly like devolving into like, uh. Hey, uh, what what like you know, young female actress has like a new single that needs to get out in the world? Yeah, Last, Universal Music. Yeah, like we got to make a movie now, so that we can promote uh, you know Jennifer Tisdale's new song and and also Ashley Tisdale's new song. And last episode, uh, you know, last movie had like an unreleased Hayden Panettiere song in it. I think Ashley Benson has a song on this too, right? Yeah, they all have songs. Everyone's got a song in the movie. You, <laughs> you get, get a, a song. song you you get, get a song. <laughs> So that's basically like what the next you know few movies are, including Ashley Benson's from Anaheim one. Hills, so she might actually know Rebecca Black. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she I, certainly knows where Carson is. Um, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna. I think that's gonna bring us to the end of uh, Bring It On, In It to Win It. And uh, next week we move forward a couple more years to 2009 to talk about the Christina Milian starring Bring It On, Fight to the Finish. Okay. And again, this is even though you know the the movie's called Fight to the Finish, 
it's still not the last one. <laughs> there, there's, there's boys for life. <laughs> that's right. There's, there's more coming. Uh, lucky okay, you. Well, you know, you know how in sports where most teams aren't there to fight to the finish, they're like fight to the third period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to fight to the half. Fight to Wait, the half. <laughs> Maybe we'll see some uh, actual kind of discussion of dance versus cheer. Yeah, that um, would be interesting. It's hard to say. And like, this is the first time if she really turns out to be the main character, it'll be the first main character of color for real. Yeah. I hope she's the main character. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. All right. So email us your thoughts on all of these movies. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Email us. SeagullRights at gmail.com. Or find us on. (laughs) Sorry. They might not be here anymore. (laughs) Uh, uh, find us on social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube uh, Sequel Rights Guys, I didn't think the cheerleader movie would be the one that fucking broke us <laughs> I know I, I think it's it was way gonna more be f- than what's happening I, in the world but I my god I thought it was going to be funny uh, Yeah uh, and please you know, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you give a shit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, we appreciate you guys for uh, being here and making it to the end of the Absolutely. episode. Absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully there's there's a, a bright spot in all of this for That's right. us. Really tearing apart these cheerleader movies. <laughs> yeah, they deserve it. Uh, actually, I don't know. Do they even deserve to be talked about? I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe out there. Next week with Bring It On, Fight to the Finish. Boy walking the spot, he's so fresh in. He got what he needs, impressing. Just look at the way that he dressing. Ain't no question, chicks like, oh. Girl walking the spot, she stopped traffic. She blown your mom with her acid. So Jessica Alba, fantastic, instant classic. Boys like, oh. Maybe I can see us moving like that. Maybe I can see us touching like that. Maybe I can see us kissing like that. We don't need no more than he said, she said. Maybe I can see us moving like that. If there's no pressure, he'd do anything to get with her. He'd say anything to get